0: Welcome to Canada's Podcast. Hello and welcome to Calgary's Podcast with Mario Tonaguzzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Joining me today is Alex McGregor, who is CEO of Cube Technologies in Calgary. Thanks for joining us today, uh, Alex. Thanks for
1: having me, Mario.
0: Well, let me just start by asking you, what is Cube Technologies? Uh, What do you guys do?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So we're a technology company and we've built a a low cost surveillance platform that uses the internet of things and artificial intelligence for uh, emissions monitoring. And we're really focused on on methane, but we also measure other gases. Uh, And the internet of things is kind of a a strange word. So I'll give a a better description of it. So you can think of our product as a industrial Smoke alarm with a with a brain um, and an LTE modem. so we're typically installing these devices at, at oil and gas facilities, um, and we're helping oil and gas companies um, measure, manage and and reduce methane emissions. How did you um, uh, uh, well when, when did the company start first Um. So we got started in 2018. Okay um, and so the company was founded by a a new immigrant from india who uh who had an electrical engineering degree uh uh but moved to Canada to do further schooling that's sort of your typical tech story genius in a garage in this case it was uh uh tej uh in in Chestermere and he had an abandoned well by his grandparents' house and he decided to make a, an early prototype to, to monitor this uh, abandoned well. Um, and so from there, um, through an industry night at, at say he became connected to uh, Carol Elliott, um, who was a long-term shell operations employee. She saw a use for the technology uh, within industry. Um, and then kind of through a, a series of connections, uh, Tej began working to develop the technology um, at the company I was working at um, at the time, which was called Ambient, which is a, another Calgary-based startup that makes a, a similar type of solution. I kind of saw what they were doing and, and became interested, so decided to, to get involved with it uh, in my spare time, essentially. So uh, what does uh, the name Cube si- signify? Um. So the, the name Cube, like our... our Piece of hardware is just shaped like a a cube so we decided to to call the the company cube so okay not not a crazy backstory or anything we also <laughs> just kind of like the way it sounded all right super so um obviously that uh, you guys uh
0: entering uh the market at a time where uh the, this is extremely important right and uh you know uh you can't go a day uh, in the
1: news without hearing something about emissions, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, um, you know, methane's a particularly important greenhouse gas because it um, has 85 times the the warming potential of of CO2 um, over a 20 a year period. But it also has a a shorter half life than than CO2. So if it if it never enters the the atmosphere um, then you can, you know, reduce global warming, and um, you know, a lot of the sources of of methane emissions are are known and they they can be, uh, you know, addressed. Um, and within Canada, the, the oil and gas industry is a fairly large emitter of methane. So they, they emit about forty to forty five percent of methane emissions in in Canada. And in order to reduce uh, emissions, the the federal government um, implemented new regulations at the start of uh, 2020, which are targeting a, a 45% uh, reduction in methane emissions. Mm. And the, the way they want to achieve the, that reduction is through um, one to three visits uh, per year to, to operating facilities uh, above a certain size. I um, mean they would inspect these facilities using an an optical gas imaging camera um which kind of looks like a a camcorder from the the 90s and you inspect the facility using this this camera if you find a leak uh, you have to fix it um but you know there's a couple problems with the camera it's pretty expensive costs about 150,000 uh, dollars for a camera plus the 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 operator's time and Some of the other deficiencies is you only get a a snapshot in time. So the analogy we like to use, um, and it kind of takes it back to that that smoke alarm um, uh, analogy, is that um, we like to think of the optical gas uh, imaging camera as the fire department, um, you know, going to every house in, in Western Canada looking for fires one to three times per year. You know if they find a fire they can put it out um if they don't find a fire you know one might start the next day and they won't know until the the next visit whereas if you install our continuous monitoring system you'll get a notification when you have a fire then you can send the fire department um to put the fire out and and we just see that um as a better operating model and because we're low cost you know uh, we can help Help these oil companies save money um, in addition to reducing more emissions super are you across north america um we're primarily focused in Canada right now um, we have had uh, a little bit of interest from the states um, and so we are going to be looking to uh, expand into the us probably towards the the end of this year um, but you know we're really focused in Alberta right now and we're um you know we have a, a really good uh, market here um and the the regulator here the Alberta Ener- energy regulator has introduced a, a kind of progressive framework for for getting alternative technologies like you um approved for use for emissions reduction
0: okay um roughly uh how many uh, 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 sites are you at um
1: yeah yeah good question so uh, we're at about uh, 50 sites right now, um, but we're just starting to scale up. So um, we had some uh, initial customers and kind of based off of that success, um, we've been able to sign up um, a, a much larger number of customers. So we're working with about, uh, I don't know, 10 companies now. Um, and uh we're just scaling up kind of manufacturing and we're going to be deploying about 1500 of these devices over the the next year and a year and a half primarily across alberta
0: wow um i'm just i'm just curious uh uh you know when you what's the size of say the device like how big is it
1: yeah so it's it's pretty small like it would be probably you know it's kind of cube shaped, as I mentioned, yeah. and it'd be about eight to 10 inches in, in each dimension. And so the wow. device it's, itself is a, a battery and and has a solar recharge capability. So that makes it kind of really easy to install at a facility yeah. and non intrusive. So it takes about 20 to 30 minutes to set up our, our system. Wow. It begins collecting data and then Transmits that data uh, using the cellular network to our, our software.
0: So, so uh, on a, a particular site, uh, is only one device uh, necessary? And-
1: yeah, good question. So, it, it depends on the site. So, um, you know, these sites kind of range in complexity. So, it can be every anything from you know a. a, a pump jack with a a tank all the way up to a a large gas plant. So for the the simpler facilities, we're we're typically installing one device. And then for a a complex facility, we're usually looking um, at four to six devices. Um, And uh, if we were to think of the device in terms of the area it can monitor, a single single device can monitor about a hundred meters squared. So pretty sizable area.
0: Let's talk a little bit about yourself. Like, uh, what's your background that would have gotten you into doing something like this?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I'm an engineer by background. Um, I started my career in the oil and gas industry, uh, working for a, for a small producer. Uh, I was working as a production operations engineer in Saskatchewan at a university. Um one of my friends, Eric, who uh, is now my business partner, moved to a, a technology company called EnterSite a few years out of university. Um, and he convinced me to join that company. The The hook was that, you know, well, I don't, you know, I, I like small town Saskatchewan, but EnterSite was growing and they were opening up an Australian office and he was able to to recruit me on the, the basis of that. So there you go. Um, you know, it was really good experience. I got to kind of travel all, all over the world with AnnerSide. With and they had a management team that, you know, put a, a lot of trust and responsibility and uh, you know, some people that were fairly young and, and new out of school. So um I really enjoyed that experience. Um I went to another startup uh Kind of after that, called Ambient, another technology company in the the oil and gas space, and so I I thought I had some kind of good experience in terms of working a variety of, of roles at um, software companies um, in the tech space, and also understood some of the the customer mindset from having worked at a, at an oil and gas company. So yeah, so
0: so you've been involved in in a number of startups. Um, what have what have you learned uh, from uh, being involved in startups that you can share with people?
1: Uh, so, good question. I guess you know. I think whenever you have a job, like I think you know me personally, I've always you know there's always little things that kind of de- that bother you about the job or the, the the way it's run. But when you have your your own company, you're kind of responsible for for all those complaints So if you have a, a complaint you just kind of have to fix it your, yourself and that's been you know one of the, the really rewarding parts of you know starting a company oh okay
0: what have been what about the challenges uh, like of starting a company
1: yeah for sure so you know we've been lucky in a, a, a lot of senses we've received really good support from the uh, federal and provincial government, in terms of some of the grant funding success we have. In in terms of the, the challenges, like, you know, a pretty obvious one is that we're um, manufacturing uh, uh, electronics um, and there's a, a fairly large global chip shortage right now. So really? that's affecting everyone from Apple to, to Ford, um, you know. Much larger companies, so just trying to secure components so we can, uh, uh, you know, manufacture these and meet our customer customer commitments that has been a, a bit of a challenge. Um, and kind of, you know, we've we've also grown a lot recently. And so, you know, last year we were at uh, four full time employees, and we've we've grown to about fifteen um, uh, now and just kind of culturally when you're, you're starting a new company, it's nice to spend time with, with your employees, but, you know, with some of the restrictions around COVID, obviously it's tougher to kind of yeah. develop that, that corporate culture over, over few meetings like this.
0: Yeah. And you obviously sound like, you know, uh, a, you know, what you had mentioned earlier, that the company is going to continue to grow. Um, you know, uh, so uh uh, you know, in terms of the uh, scalability of it, uh, that presents obviously challenges as well, right? Um, it's, it's it's no longer a small company,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, we've been we've been hiring like a, a variety of of different roles, um, and it, it keeps it pretty interesting. You know, we're hiring software developers, hardware developers, data scientists. And then, you know, like a, a lot of our customer facing people, we want them to understand our, our customers, you know, well. So we've hired a, a couple um, engineers and operations people from oil and gas company who are kind of looking to reskill and, and get into tech. But But overall, like we've, you know, we've developed this technology over, you know, three years now it's it's very reliable and we've kind of built it so that 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 it is ready to to scale
0: I'm kind of curious uh you know I'm you know I you know we're in Calgary and uh uh you know we're we're uh overwhelmed sometimes by the old patch because everything's about the oil patch in Calgary right
1: yeah
0: <laughs> so as the old patch goes so does Calgary's type type thing how is uh, everything you know, uh, been for you guys um, uh, dealing with the downturn. Uh, you know, we started uh, in late 2014. You know, uh, oil prices started to go down, and uh, and that took uh, took down a lot of uh, jobs. It took down the economy. For a number of years you know seven years later and you know we're we're actually it's kind of amazing when you think about it we're actually approaching seven years here uh seven years later we're still not out over that hump of coming back um what has been all that impact
1: for for you guys um over the last uh, couple of years yeah yeah for sure i mean i think we're we're lucky in a, a certain sense just because you know the the new regulations did create a, a need for the the product, so yeah that, our opinion on it is you know that these companies are are gonna spend money to to reduce methane to meet their uh, regulatory compliance uh, obligations so as long as we're low cost we we feel like uh, you know there's a good opportunity um to to get into uh Oil companies kind of based off of that, but there's also a bit of a a pull for a product. So, um, at the same time as the new regulations, there's kind of more demands from investors, capital markets, and kind of end users of oil and gas to have responsibly sourced products. So, you know, we're helping these companies meet their regulatory obligations at a lower cost, (coughs) but also providing them with. With better data to support initiatives like uh, yeah. ESG reporting, so okay, um, you know we've we've seen we've actually seen a, a pretty warm kind of response from customers.
0: I'm also curious about when you go back in time. Um, when when did we start to see the uh, the introduction of of uh, technology in, in in this field for monitoring uh, emissions? When did that sort of start to come
1: in? Yeah, so the like the term people use within the industry is uh, leak detection and repair or yeah. or LDAR. And people have been using optical gas imaging cameras um for a long time, probably since the you know, the maybe the 80s or 90s, um, to detect okay. facilities. It's what's what's really changed is the, the number of facilities that require elder inspections so that's kind of increased significantly and it's it's more of an impact on the the upstream um industry um and then i would say within the, the last i don't know 5 years there's been a, a host of alternative technologies being introduced to the the market um and you know, we're one, we're a continuous monitoring technology that gets installed at a facility, but there's a, a host of other technologies that are being used to, to solve the problems. So people are installing sensors on satellites, airplanes. Um, and I think there's you know room for a bunch of different technologies in this market, and they all have their own unique strengths and, and weaknesses. Okay, super.
0: Obviously, you know, running a company is is busy. <laughs> yeah, it's busy. Uh, you know, running start startups are, are are busy. What do you do um, um, outside of work uh, to, to give you that kind
1: of, you know, that quote unquote work life balance? Yeah, for sure. So when I when I started working at Cuba, I was doing a a master's degree in analytics. Uh, I eventually got busy enough that um, I had to stop doing that um <laughs> because of uh you know wanting some sort of work-life balance but kind of in my my spare time i'm a pretty active outdoors person so i take advantage of all of the, the nice things calgary has to offer so i like to be mountain bike uh golf play soccer um uh, kind of variety of sports
0: yeah, I guess as uh, CEOs of uh, companies or presidents or whatever, uh, um, you really need to take that time, right, uh, um, in many ways. Because, uh, you know, I I know people that don't, you know,
1: they get, they get run down, don't they? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, we're kind of know, lucky, you know, with the light we get in the, the summer, I can start work early and then, you know, you can get out after work and drive to Bright Creek and go for a, a bike ride. Oh, super then.
0: All right. Well, uh, thanks very much, uh, Alex, for joining us today.
1: No, no problem. Thanks for having me, Mario.
0: All right. Super. That was Alex McGregor, CEO of Cube Technologies in Calgary. This has been Calgary's podcast with Mario Tonaguzzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us today.